1: up everybody welcome back to another segment of chasing the tide your saltwater connection on the paddle and Fin podcast i'm your host dustin nichols back with you for another killer show uh it's been a little break there i don't know if everybody if all the listeners noticed um been kind of i kind of dropped back off a little bit i'm just doing one one segment a month now uh things have gotten pretty tight uh with my work schedule this year so Y'all just bear with me, we'll still keep pumping this show out, but it'll just be coming at you once a month. So um, until things line back out, maybe we'll just have to keep it that way for right now. But hey, at least we're still there. So, you know, bringing you the info, all that uh tide chasing uh lingo and all this saltwater stuff, you know. So we're 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 stoked to be around. So I was just gonna give a quick little update of uh the past few weeks, or the past four weeks, I guess it's been since the show's been out. Um, Hot—that's the word of the day. Brutal—that's another word that goes along with it. It's been hot and brutal. Um, it's uh, windy. Uh, we've had some breaks here and there, a couple mornings and everything, but uh, you know the fish are still eating. You know, uh, before first light, been some hot and heavy action. You know, chasing some redfish, um, working in the birds and uh, shorelines and different things, and then got on us a, a few decent trout bites recently. In some deep structure um, downsizing my uh, my plastic so uh, using one of the new uh, skinny water lures baits the skinny tricks uh, be, be on look out for that that thing's gonna be a killer um, finally getting the prototypes uh, lined out on that and got some killer action and uh, definitely um, looking forward to having the full um, line of colors in my arsenal because uh, man they they they've definitely been killer so yeah, we just appreciate you, all the listeners out there that come in and, and listen and watch this podcast. So thank you to everybody. We're going to get along with the show. We got a killer killer guest tonight, another fellow podcast host, um, Matt Parrish. We're going to bring him in. He hosts the Empty Stringers podcast. What's going on? Hey, hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going, dude. You know, rushing in from work, trying to get this done. Got a little last minute, uh, you know, back to school kind of barbecue for the teachers my wife's like oh yeah we gotta go to KB's barbecue at seven. and I was like okay I got a podcast I planned out a while back so
2: we're gonna have to make it work so hey yeah
1: man what's going on you,
2: you doing man I'm, i I know uh, I know how that goes uh, my wife I, I call my wife the my domestic coordinator oh, uh, because she she keeps the family calendar and she pretty much just says hey we have to be here at this time and i just you know straggle along behind her
1: my mind's always is like well that wasn't on my calendar i said i might have forgot about that tournament next weekend <laughs> you know yeah. like, dang i'm in the hot water Hell, <laughs> you know it's one of those things but no what we like to do on the show just uh introduce yourself um give everybody a little backstory about how you got into fishing and all that good stuff and then we'll We'll get into the you know the podcast why you started that as well
2: as we move along. Yeah, man. So I uh, I started as a bass fisherman. I I've, I've been chasing bass since I was a kid. Um, and you know a lot of freshwater stuff. My dad was a big crappie fisherman. Uh, he loved to do the cane pole minnow uh, with the cork. You know, grew up doing all of that. I got serious about chasing bass and I uh, was fishing out of a kayak uh, for a long time. Yeah. And I had a buddy of mine, Chris, uh, Chris colon who kept, you know, telling me, come, come saltwater fishing with me in the kayak, man. Like, come on. And I I kept inviting him bass fishing. He invited me saltwater fishing. And finally I just like, all right, fine. I'll go. Yeah. And, um, once I did that, I thought, okay, like this is, I like the differences here. There's a lot more species of fish you can catch. Um, and so I just kept going. There was a lot more area to explore too. That was one of the yes. things that really got me. Is like, man, the, the marshes are huge. You can you can get out and really explore things. And uh, and then the more I saltwater fished, the more I got into the redfish. And then I eventually just kind of became specialized in redfish. That's my, you know, that in, that's kind of what I do. That's that's my day to day. I'm I'm on a polling platform and a foot of water and i'm pushing for you know pushing for redfish uh most of the time it's
1: pretty dang killer to be able to have the uh the fishery and and um in amount of waters we can do that in here
2: oh it's it's acres and acres and acres yes of uh marshland that uh that you know you could spend five years in east bay or west bay and still not cover every inch of it you know
1: and then with those technical polling skiffs, just like a kayak you're you're getting other places that those those bigger tower boats and stuff can't
2: exactly and i make it a a point
1: we're going to talk about that too yeah
2: Yeah. i make it a point to get back where i can't be bothered you know
1: for sure yeah because then you got don't have to worry about people you know running between you and the shoreline and burning the. Half mile of bank past you looking for fish when that's the way you were polling and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It goes on a lot. Believe it. (laughs) Yeah. You You got that right. So, yeah, man. uh, I'm pretty much the same way I started out, you know, bass fishing as a kid and everything with my my dad and my uncles, my granddad. And, uh, you know, just kind of flew from there I, i'm originally from southeast georgia so i grew up fishing those big tide swings over there
2: i was going to ask know, where you originally were from because i could kind of tell that yeah, you have you little, have a little I bit of that georgia square in your act
1: little little twang there you
2: know?
1: <laughs> and um but yeah that's kind of where the the name came from you know not many people know that i don't think i, I don't think i have really put it out there but yeah that was i always fished those big tide swings in georgia i kind of wanted to keep something about the tide and you know there was a couple couple other names came to mind i was like chasing the tide that's got a little ring to it so we're gonna do that so yeah. that's basically how the, the name came up so here excuse me one second i gotta take a little cough <laughs> <coughs> i've had a i don't know a little funk or something a little respiratory kind of drainage is kind of affecting my throat so
2: you know i hate yeah. to say the c word but you know that covid's making its round again
1: i don't know i don't i feel fine i mean i'm still bouncing off the wall like normal but yeah <laughs> but may, maybe it's a, a different version of it but yeah i got there's some medication i take that kind of gives me a little weird you know tickle in the back of my throat too That kind of will do it as well but this is some some drainage i have really yeah. bad allergies just like my daughter so
2: yeah, man, They're that Viagra will do that, man. You gotta watch out. That Viagra will tickle the back of the throat there. You gotta Oh, <laughs> oh man. Just I don't need
1: a, that, yeah. I mean, I don't know. let we'll see. <laughs> oh man, where is going tonight? <sighs> oh goodness. So yeah. So um empty stringers, that's your podcast. Yes, sir. How how'd that come about? Let's get to the roots of that.
2: Um, let me let me see if I can condense that that story just just a bit
1: cliff notes version there.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Um, so I knew that, uh, like I own a small business in the medical industry. I was an electrician, uh, for years. And, uh, when I got into doing my own thing, um, in the medical industry, I, I started thinking about, all right, well, like when this is over or when, you know, I transition again into the next thing, eventually, you know, who knows 10 years from now, whatever. Yeah. I think I want to be a guide. I think I want to, you know, be a fishing guide. And so I went ahead uh, and got my guide license and all that. And I wanted to curate. um, I wanted to curate a group of people that understood what I did and wanted to do the same thing and that we would have some kind of camaraderie and, and the guys that don't get out, but once or twice a month, they could listen to my podcast and know what the redfish were doing, where they were you know eating how they were behaving give them a chance to feel like they were out there yeah. when they were stuck at work you know um and so i started that to both you know give that weekly fishing report and try to try to build a community so that when i started guiding which i, I started doing a lot sooner than i I thought yeah. i would but uh but the uh i wanted to have that base of people there that that would want to book a trip but also like i didn't want to do the live bait like bring the family out i I wanted a certain type of client and i didn't want to settle for uh anything outside of that so i thought well the podcast is a good way to curate that that community
1: oh dang straight man the the sidecasters and the the belly crawler chasers
2: and yeah man the people
1: oh man i'm trying to think of all this i was kind of going to go into the spiel of the 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 fireworks stand Segment from the Joe Dirt movie about the whistling bungholes and the oh, yeah, meanies and the <laughs> Husker do's and Husker don'ts and all that, yeah, I'll
2: yeah.
1: That. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's what kind of week it's been, too. My brain has scrambled,
2: yeah. yeah. You've been working long hours, huh?
1: It's not long hours, it's just staring at freaking PNIDs all day and having an engineer. On the other side of you, it's like naughty daughty da. So, what's your, tra- to- what's
2: your trade? Like, what's I- your craft? I'm a
1: process operator at a petrochemical plant. We're okay. going over process hazard analysis for uh, for the uh, ethylene dichloride unit, which um, has a stofer reactor that uses um, ferric chloride tubes, iron, basically as a reactant to help accelerate the reaction. And you inject. Uh, pouring gas and ethylene glass in the liquid EDC and you have the reaction to make more EDC and you distill it and it's used in all kinds of stuff and paints derivatives and different things. Yeah. And so you're a dangerous process. So we're going through and revalidating all of our,
2: you're making sure it stays in the pipe, right?
1: Making sure it stays in the pipe. Yeah. Yep. And it's pretty fun sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it can be fun, but yeah, man, it's. I'm just. I'm ready to go back on shift work because I'm working Monday through Thursday, which, you know, I'm, I'm. I'm missing those those midweek days when there's less pressure on the water. we will probably getting into some of that here in a minute.
2: That's um, the thing, dude. I, I I don't. I try not to get out on a weekend, man. You
1: know, it's win t- a tournament, and I'll fish a tournament, and I'm gonna find somewhere I can get away from people.
2: Yeah, I mean it's just Enjoy there's just time. so many people out, and there's also so many people that don't know the etiquette yes. of the marsh, and right. they, you know, like you, it, it's gotten so bad to where I just assume a guy's camped out in the middle of a cut, oh, yeah, he's yeah. gonna get mad when I blow by him, so I've just avoided at all costs. I'll go the long way around, or I'll mm. put through, or something. It's Just you can't avoid it on the weekends, man.
1: Right, it, and it is tough with the with the population and with the popularity. Yeah, of, of fishing and and the outdoors just in general, um. You know, you're looking at a lot more pressure on our fisheries and coastal waters.
2: Yeah, not everybody takes as good a care of it as uh, yes. as some of us that are you know more, 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 more conservation, conservation minded. People. Yep,
1: exactly. Yeah. Uh, great, you know the you know guys from Kelly Wiggler's you know started that little initiative they have. Dave Flad's been a, a, a podcast guest. He started with at least over 20. Yep. Um, definitely been a big proponent of that, um, you know. And then we have our, you know, we have our, uh, the Midcoast and South has the, the, our trout, you know, bag limits about to expire on the sunset clause from when we had the reductions after the freeze. Yep. And we're going to see that as well, you know expire and i man i was really hoping that they'd keep it another year or so uh,
2: is that or still change open it for the, just are, a little bit you know are, are they still talking about maybe keeping it or modifying it or is it definitely There's going away some
1: talks i'm not
2: sure but yeah I,
1: I wasn't sure if it was a sunset clause if you could hold back off of it if you,
2: if you can't it has to, you can't it has to you
1: expire it
2: has to expire but you can put uh,
1: put another one into effect the day after it expires (laughs) exactly right right which i'm okay with it I'm, i'm fine i normally do not keep trout i'll keep yeah i'll keep a few here and there i mean if you you gut hook one or something by accident they just hammer that soft plastic or something got some gill penetration or something then yeah yeah i'll keep a few redfish i'll keep a I mean every now and then you catch a couple of mangrove snapper in some areas of the structure and we'll throw them in there as well you know yeah you, you, you can there's other fish to target i, I really like sheep
2: yeah
1: I, I will eat those man that's some pretty meat on those things i eat those all
2: day that's a great eating fish and and flounder is my favorite i, I mean if i a
1: catch on them little crab imitation the little crusty crabs Yep. um or a little uh just a little shrimp imitation sometimes on the over the top of shell you'll see you know i got three four pound cheap head i can sight cast to and they're fun on a 1000 series reel and little medium light rod and it's pretty dang fun man it's, it's, it's a good time on them but yeah i know you you brought it up as well and it is on my list of what we're going to talk about about pressure and about uh you know tower boats burning boats burning shorelines looking for fish ruining grass and and habitats and i was just kind of there's been some, you know, the common courtesy's kind of gone away.
2: Yeah. I, I wrote
1: about that. I had an article come out today in Saltwater Angler, and I kind of touched on that a little bit. You know, it's just like, I, I kind of like, I always like to hear other people's opinions. So I was going to ask you about what, what, what you see, because you're up on the upper coast a little. I'm a little further south of you, and I'm just going to see what the trends are up there as well.
0: Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal
3: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to Tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh there's a a problem with more horsepower than there is restraint, right? So yeah. so that you know, you got guys that have the machines that'll go That'll go burning through a foot deep back <laughs> lake. Uh, and and look, there's areas of the marsh where you can't avoid that. If you're traveling through, right? You you just run on through and and you do what you got to do. But it's the, the ones that that drive me nuts are the ones that go, you know, burning ten fifteen feet off of uh, the shoreline, and they cover five miles of shoreline in the back lake. of lake you know yeah they're, they're 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 going from one end of the other of greens uh you know they old ruined, or, ruined it yeah and it's like they man, ran
1: out 200 yards and ran the same way and done the same and then got through the same place
2: yeah and and there i don't even think that that's that effective um i don't think it's as effective of a method of finding fish as they think it is you know no. Uh, some guys have dialed it in and they've gotten really good at it, but I, I know guys that take their, you know, giant, uh, you know, horsepowered uh you know, tower boat out. Mm-hmm. They'll run it up in the marsh up on their tower until they see the fish and they'll just sit it down and, you know, wait, wait on those fish to calm back down to each his own. Right. Do what, right, you, right. Do what works for you. But my thing is like,
1: Dude, it breaks the schools up even further and really pushes them away. I don't. It,
2: there, there's a special thing too, like that. My my thing is like those redfish behaving in that manner, schooling up, chasing those shrimp. That's a special thing, and you kind of have to like creep your way in, mm-hmm. be a part of that for a minute, creep yeah. your way out, and let it yeah. continue to do.
1: What it does, take a fish off the end or the side a little bit. Don't rip them out in the middle. Don't rip them off the front. They run back through, blow out the whole school. There's, there's so many things, and then you know, over the years, you kind of see their tendencies. You know, yep. And and you kind of, you know, it's it is a learning process at first. I mean, you got people that probably just don't know, as well.
2: Yeah, and you got to get out there and do it and learn. But I, I mean, that's why I think it's so important to have to have guys that are willing to to mentor you or if you're going to go if you if you're new and you're buying a boat and you're going to go explore a bay go book a guided trip book a guide and, and electronics
1: get a bring your fish finder or something and have him run some spots for you run some yeah tracks and, and you know i just oh man some of the worst days i've ever had on the water was down in baffin in the kayak and the fog sets in yeah and you got you hearing the freaking three fifty four hundred just zooming through the stuff running on marks running on paths yep it's like dude i can't go anywhere yeah and even though i got my lights and everything and they're visible but i really don't have the ability to really zoom out of the way fast it only goes about six and a half miles an hour with the motor i have on it
2: Yeah, and people don't realize how dense that fog gets. I mean,
1: it gets gnarly down there. And it's like, man, I'm not, mm -mm. no, thank
2: you. I was out in the marsh one day. um, I think it was like a December day and it was oddly warm and we had crazy fog. And I was in this back lake and uh, I thought I was all by myself. And then I heard a couple of guys talking to each other. And there was another boat within casting distance of me. Uh, Neither one of us knew each other were there you know uh and that's how crazy it can get yeah it gets
1: bad i only fish areas i'm very familiar with if it is foggy to begin with but that day it just happened to settle in at that time and luckily it burned off about 130 yeah got to where i could see and i went back and fished a different set of rocks a little closer and and, you know it was cold i mean it was cold but it set in it was like 35 degrees that morning i like it when it's like that over there
2: man i i am
1: glide baits over there
2: and get them to chomp it I fish. I still fish when it's that cold, but I don't like it. You know, I don't like, I like the cold because
1: it, it keeps a lot of people off water, especially when it's drizzling rain and you got to put the rain gear on. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's the big. That's my big trout weather right there.
2: I'm yeah, that's true. That there. is. I've had some
1: special days on days like that, very special days, where it's just like, did I really just catch that many trout that big?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that does fire up the big girls.
1: It does, man. It does it just they 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 hit different they they different breed down there man yeah i've never been down that way this past few this past weekend though i had some pretty dang thick fish man for up for up in this area it was i was pretty surprised to see some of the quality of fish i had this weekend i just wish i could have you know Stuck what I had the day before The day I really needed them. Well that's the whole <laughs> I thing had that I had one solid one I just needed the other two To be up to
2: par <laughs> I always tell folks Like I am great At catching uh, Tournament fish Just not on tournament day Not on tournament day Sometimes
1: yeah. it happens Some Sometimes it happens I mean Always go to weigh in. I mean, I pulled off a win two weekends ago with a with a four point two nine pound redfish.
2: Yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah, that that that's crazy. Yeah. I we did the same thing. Me and my son were in the GRS. You know, we yeah. did the youth division, and we brought in two dead redfish uh, back in like two events ago. And lost a pound and still won. Lost a pound and still won first place. And then
1: and he like, got he kept one fish the like he's podiumed every one so far, hasn't he?
2: Yeah, so the far. Division.
1: Yeah, he's he's kicking butt, man.
2: Yeah, he's uh he's got the bug, man. He really loves oh, yeah. it and um and tell. he's he's starting to really get understand it, you know.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. So you do you do any fly fishing or you, you just conventional?
2: I have gotten off into the fly world and I'm now, still never. very new at it and I still suck very much at it, but I'm um, I'm learning and uh I'm at that point where I'm like, all right, I, I feel pretty confident that I can go, I can go find redfish. And it seems like the next challenge is getting them to eat, the fly. Right. And, uh, so I've got a long way to go when it comes to fly fishing. I'm, I'm still a very, I'm very much a novice, you know, but
1: I mean, I got a couple, I got a a five and eight and a 10 weight that I just happened to acquire for trading some surfboards Yeah, like, like years ago. And, um, couple of a couple of them real nice setups i mean and i got you know a couple boxes of flies and I've, I've taken you know the popper out there called some bluegill and some bass here and there but i haven't taken it out for redfish yet but i'm I definitely you know a little small shrimp imitation little crab little something like that i think i could i think i could get into it i just got to learn all the knots and what i need to use for the line and the all that good stuff
2: it's a different world man yeah, a
1: little, little bit different. Little bit different thing to crawl into than just throwing a dang crazy alberto knot between some 20 pound braid and 20 pound fluoro and just calling it good you know with a chick head
2: yeah it's a different expectation too like those yeah. guys have a you know it's like oh we got a shot at five fish like yeah. didn't catch any but we got a shot at five shot like day and eight. made and i'm like i that takes a little adjustment like, for
1: me and i had a shot at like 40 and i caught like
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that's kind of where my head still is. I'm, I'm learning yeah. to just, you know, we were out this morning, me and a um, a buddy of mine, and, and we chased five or six schools, hooked up on the fly with four fish, and lost them all before we got in the boat, you know. But it was a great morning. You know, yeah. we saw a ton of tails, saw a ton of fish. It was a lot of fun. Um, but I, I think I'm trying to mature in the way that I'm like, all right, I, I'm enjoying being out there. I'm enjoying seeing the schools and, and watching the, the natural, you know, uh, behavior of the redfish unfold and catching them is, is still fun and I still love to do it. But I, part of the reason why I got into the garden was I, I enjoy watching other people catch fish just as much as I enjoy catching them, you know?
1: So on your podcast, you, you give out some reports and everything. Are you given locations
2: or just general info? Just general info because I I have a firm belief that like it, it's a little different when it comes to trout, but like when it comes to redfish, which that's what the podcast is about. That's kind of right. what I'm what I'm after. The I just don't believe that there are spots.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like I just don't think that that's a, a real thing. They I, roam. They roam so much, and I may be I I may find a school of redfish in a back lake, and uh, they may pop off at eight thirty a.m and they may do that for two weeks and if i want i can go hammer that school for two weeks i don't like to do that because i think that messes up their pattern but uh but then that school is going to move and where they go who knows right i mean it's right so what i'm trying to do is teach people when you show up to an area what should you be looking for right now because Mm -hmm. next week it may be different the week after may be different what what tides are, are best at certain times of year? What you know, bottom structure and bait yeah. to look for. I think if you can help someone put the puzzle together, right. then they're never going to be. Then, then who cares what you don't, the spot you don't is? Have to depend on spots. Time yeah. on the
1: water. That's one thing I always preach: is that time on the water trumps all of that. Yep. YouTube burn spot burners, um, salt strong, and all that. Time on the water trumps all of that. Any given time in in like right now dude there's a ton of shrimp over my way and it's like you know you win an event you get a polygraph and you know kept asking me about the natural bait natural bait and i'd kind of giggle a little bit and after it we were talking about the, the natural bait and i was like man i'm just gonna tell you right now i was like when i left the launch that morning i didn't have no shrimp with me i'll tell you that but when I got back, I had enough to make a bull boy.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah dude, the, the shrimp are everywhere right now. And it's got me a little, it's got me a little worried for the fall because it's the middle of July. It's the end of July. It's like early. Well, it, it's, it's little... it never stopped where well, I'm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah that's, it
2: just that's kind of carried all the way through. We had a hatch in, uh, we had a hatch in uh, late March, and then we've had consistent hatches all the way through, to probably I think the last hatch in my area was about three weeks ago. Yeah. And some like.
1: Yeah, we've got some still pinky size, and then we got some that are like freaking giants out yeah, there. Yeah, they're I'm getting like, dinner paper. I'm to make a bull boy out of my what was in the back of my kayak for real.
2: Yeah, so That's I'm hilarious. I'm kind of worried about like. I'm just, last year, it wasn't like that. Last year, the, all the shrimp were gone uh, mid to late June, and we had about a month and a half of dead time, and then the fall kicked off. This year, we've had, I chased six or seven schools of redfish this morning. All of them were on shrimp. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm wondering, like, does that mean the fall hatch is going to be delayed? Or I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. It, it I makes hope you not. wonder.
1: Yeah, it makes you wonder on it. You know, that's why I was wanting to get in that as well.
2: That was pretty. But I think they're, di- I don't know if they're different kind of shrimp or not, because these shrimp tend to hunker down in the mud. Yes. And when you find the schools, they won't necessarily be pushing up against the grass as often as they do in the fall. Right. And right. you don't see well, so the low times have them pulled
1: out anyways. Yeah. We've had a lot of low tide over here the past, you know, two, three weeks. That's true. In, in the, the mornings. Yeah.
2: In the fall, you're going to have higher more water levels. And so they get up in the grass more, and but they're
1: uh, cruising and, birds are playing hopscotch and and acting friendly when they're usually mad at each other
2: yeah Yeah, and so now i mean we're seeing we're seeing seagulls over schools and most of them are off the shore Uh, yes so i don't know man it's going to change i just don't know when i look for it to change probably late august i think that's when we're going to have it kick off
1: that's what i'm thinking yeah somewhere around then I've, i've been on like fish over you know a little bit deeper shell pads that are off you know 20 yards off the bank or so yeah. You know, little 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 different. Um, there's still fish along the shoreline, but there are a lot of them little dinkers, a lot of them little smaller lower or rats, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's 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 been it's still fun out there. You just gotta beat the heat, you know. Talk about that, stay hydrated and all that good stuff and sun protection and this and that, you know. That's about all you can do this time of year. Dog yeah. days, you
2: know. Yeah, and the redfish are pretty much it's not always, but it's like this morning the game was over by 10 1030. 10 30 yeah.
1: they, they were done
2: yeah. they were done and uh and so you just got to realize you got to get in there and make the most of it uh with what little time you have so that's yeah. another reason yeah. i'm looking yeah. forward to the fall is you can fish all day in the fall right
1: yeah. right yeah you can usually pick them off here and there and then if there's a couple stragglers broke off you know you usually find them by a single bird or something follow them around and yeah pick them up pretty quick um cool deal man well i got a I got some I usually do called pick three. I don't know how many rods you usually bring with you. So we're just going to wing this one. But yeah, if you got three setups, you would have on your boat when you're out chasing schooling redfish, what are yeah. they going to be um, setup wise, uh, spinning bay cast um, line and the, lure. the
0: 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history designed by John Browning.
2: Mostly most of the time I'm fishing conventional. <clears throat> uh and I carry uh three rods. I have a uh they're all um uh, just completely lost the the uh not uh not Waterloo but the uh anyway, they're they're uh lose reels, lose custom lose, lights. Lose
1: custom lights,
2: yeah. Yep, and I've got the uh, lattice uh stick and the uh waiter two uh, Rod, and then I've got the uh, Trident, I believe, is the other one that they make. Um, is that Castaway? Nope. No. For some reason, I cannot think of it. H&H? Th- no. Nope. I'm thinking,
1: what's the other ones? Uh, the guy that does the GRS, are they his? Are
2: they those?
1: Sarge? Or is it- Randy. Oh, I can't even... Oh, man, I'm lost, too.
2: It's like a very common name. I can't think of it. I don't know why. Um, Fish Sticks? No, nope. oh, that's Hunter. Yeah,
1: dude, I'm lost. Like it's like
2: it's gonna come to me.
1: Dude, we need the thing. Uh, Jeopardy music playing. I wish I had a little, you know, <laughs> the like the sound effects on it because I would play that right now.
2: Dude, yeah, I, 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 uh, I can't believe that I, I just blanked on it like that. But I'm gonna, uh, you wanna I'm looking up real quick. I'm doing a little Google <laughs> uh, search. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna
1: smack myself upside. Laguna. Laguna, Laguna.
2: Wow, oh, it's man. been a long man, day. Some
1: good stuff too. Yeah, it's a long day.
2: Yeah, I go for ultra light, so I'm yeah. throwing Laguna rods. Uh, the those three different types: the, yeah. the Trident, the Lattice, and the waiter two. And um, and I'm putting uh, the ultra light, uh, loose, custom, you know, custom light uh, reel. I'm running twenty to thirty pound braid. I go straight braid uh, yeah. to the lure. I am uh, most of the time because I, I go for redfish. Uh, that's, that's all I'm chasing. Right. I'm, I'm throwing some type of soft plastic. Right. It'll range from, uh, your regular sized, uh, knock and tell, uh, soft plastic to my, my go-to honestly, is always a smaller bait. I'll use a DSL burner shad, uh-huh. anything that sparkles, uh, I'm down for if it's uh, like dirty water. I'm doing a dark color with a sparkle. Mm-hmm. If it's no, light, is. I'm doing. They make a supernatural, is what it's supernatural called. Natural's
1: good in clear water. It's a little green.
2: Yep. Love it. Yep. If I'm it's in clear water, cool. I'm I'm throwing that uh, jig heads. I I won't use a jig head without a screw lock uh, sure, top. Exactly. It's kind of my my thing, and I'll vary. Yes. The three sixteenths is my jam, so I'll yeah. usually. I usually tie all three setups the same, and I'll put different, really different sizes species. and colors on yeah. each one. And then no you know, j- that's kind of the way I roll. I used sweet. to throw topwaters a lot. Yeah. And but here's my thing: you can you can catch a lot of fish on topwater. Right. But I have had more redfish miss my topwater
1: or bat it shallower water.
2: Up, yep, and they yeah. bat it up in the air with their tail. Yep. And so I got to the where I just quit throwing it. You know. Yeah.
1: I, I have a really good strong relationship with the smaller wake baits. yep and and I'm really confident in them and I figured out certain things with them I'm not sharing but <laughs> uh, they're they're deadly in certain ways and then they're deadly for covering a lot of water when you're you know pre-fishing flats somewhere you know and yeah. take the hooks off to find the fish and the what they're doing if they're around the potholes, outside the potholes, if it's on the grass edges, and yep. whatnot. It's a pretty good tool to have. Um, There's certain ones I use, and everybody, if they look at my Instagram enough, you probably know which ones they are. So, um, you know, I like those a lot. You know, the Skinny Water Lures. It used to be, it's part of Grande Bass was, was the original, you know, they still make all the bass lures, and then it was Grande Salt when they first launched it, but now it's transitioned over to Skinny Water Lures. Oh, okay. Their shrimp imitation's got a double kicktail, double paddle tail, and it's got little legs and antennas, and I, I do really well with those. And then the new, um, talking about that in the intro, of the skinny tricks is coming out. It's a new um, uh, three and a quarter inch soft plastic. Super there you go. Grinder tail is what it's called. It's got a, such a cool little vibration and shape to it, and it's. It's more of a bait. We have a big kicker, which is a traditional like fat, fat shad paddle tail that you get a big swagger and, and body movement from. But then the, the skinny tricks is the one with the you can dust it on the bottom over the shell and the trout have really been keen on it. But the redfish like it too. And the yeah, yeah. So it's been it's been a, cool seeing that come to light and all the colors we got kind of coming out with it. So that should be coming out next month, hitting the hitting the stores here, around the area and and. Uh, hopefully waterloo roys and some other stuff over there
2: yeah i well, need to as well i need to give that a try
1: you. i'm gonna give you some stuff i'm gonna give you some of the shrimp throw them on a little eighth ounce uh screw lock or three six I think screw lock and just and just pop them in front of them you know when they're coming at you and they i do pretty well with them
2: yeah i've been right. looking i've been looking for something like that to throw at the crawlers you know mm-hmm. uh because they're so hard to catch yep. uh that that sounds like that would be a good a good option there's,
1: there's a, mar- a marsh juice color is the one it's kind of like a grape back with like a black and silver flake in it and then the bottom's like a, sh- a salt and pepper shad oh they, i love they've it they've been killing that one in the marsh. when you just pitch it right in front of them and then just twitch it a couple times right when they're coming at you
2: yeah know, that's they've been tearing
1: that one up pretty good yeah, that's, that's money yeah but trout man that's man that's probably favorite favorite fish of mine at target so you you get trout fever in the winter or you you just kind of hold off of them and you just kind of go chase the redfish move deep a little bit or or wait for them the warm sunny days to go when they move up
2: you know my my relationship with trout is uh so i pretend it some of it's an act Uh, on the on my podcast i kind of pretend like they're like i can't stand a trout slimy trout i don't want to catch them right it's kind of a little stick i do yeah that's just funny trout have saved my day a lot oh, of yeah, times yeah. like because you know sometimes i can't find a redfish to save my life and i'll catch a few trout and it'll save it'll save the skunk and uh shoot if i see some birds working in a in a in a lake and i can tell that they're on trout some days it's real hard to say no to that you know and right, and you just go sure. you just go hammer a bunch and they'll I move in, in. they'll
1: move in that marsh too at times
2: oh big I'm, time I'm, yeah I'm yeah they are
1: the marsh in the fall chasing redfish
2: I've caught, uh, in fact, my eight year old son was on the boat with me. We had a school of redfish in front of us. He threw at the school, missed behind him and caught a trout, uh, right you know, behind him them around. Yeah. I'll and, uh, around some
1: 26 and 27, some bigger, bigger trout along the back of the schools.
2: And Scott has always told me that that's a bit, that they, that they're bigger trout back there. And this one wasn't that big, but I, I could see that being the case. I mean, it makes, it makes a ton of sense.
1: Oh Scott, yeah, he's a he's a sharp one too, man. He he's, he's got a lot of in, a lot of information.
2: He's the OG he man. He's a, the he's, he's the goat. He's
1: OG in the kayak too.
2: Yeah, he's for sure. Way,
1: he was wearing around it way long before I came into it. Yeah, he yeah. Uh, I'm OG man. All right, I'm gonna throw one off while We do a pick, quick five, quick five, quick five. All right. All right. Uh, Water or Sonic? Sonic. Oh dang. Yep. Cowboys or Texans?
2: Texans what else we got let me see
1: hot dog or hamburger
2: hamburger uh
1: dang i'm getting stumped um what else was like oh redfish
2: or trout we know that one that's gonna be the redfish all day long man
1: (laughs) (laughs) or astros or rangers
2: oh the strohs baby strohs
1: all the way yes yeah man (laughs) that's another one we do and normally i have it written out but i didn't have it written out that time so I slacked on that one, so we just threw it off the hip. Got
2: to do that sometimes.
1: Got to do it. Got to do it. You know, yeah, you know, hey, podcast. Not everything's scripted. I mean, there's a little bit of, I usually write like a little outline out and kind of go by it. I mean, it just makes it flow better sometimes because, you know, you get older, you can get stumped. I get stumped on words sometimes. My My brain runs a million miles an hour thinking about fishing, family, fishing, family, work, family, everything else.
2: Yeah, I man, i couldn't even remember the name of the rod i, I threw up, right. so right
1: we were both like stumped on that one for sure podcast
2: gold moment right there yeah <laughs> yeah man uh
1: man i wish we had a lot longer to go i could we're definitely gonna have a, a second segment of this because we can dive deeper into some of these topics
2: yeah so, i need to i need to have you on over to the empty stringers podcast for sure
1: and i i, I dig the name myself the empty stringers because you know once you know if we got to have something to give you know have our kids and, and yep. our kids be able to be able to have and, and you can just you know over the years you can tell what helps and what hurts you know yep. and, and you know the redfish they took a beating after the freeze when everybody when they, you know with the, the the trout just weren't in some spots they were supposed to be for a while
2: yeah the redfish took a beating and and my whole thing is looked like it's very rare that people are loading their boat with fish because they're hungry or because they they need they need groceries now i keep fish once in a while and everyone just needs to do it with a little bit of judgment it's the ego thing that i want to squash right it's like yeah people that feel like uh they need that that picture to Mm -hmm. to make themselves feel like like a big time fisherman or whatever like take the picture of the fish Put it back in the water like yep. if you're not going to eat it tonight or this week or don't freeze it yeah man like yeah, just i
1: can't do that
2: you got to eat it fresh uh respect the resource you know now
1: uh, running offshore catching some snapper keeping a couple bags of them for for you know a month or so later i can get down with that because that's a limited time frame on that one um
2: a lot less traffic it's not like i'm not here.
1: gonna feel i mean it's you can only keep per person waters to the state it ain't like you're filling it up anyways you get a couple 15 pounders though you're good you're good for a while
2: you yeah you got a lot of fish to eat and so, and you know it's not even safe it's not even safe to eat that much fish uh if you look at the texas parks and wildlife right. i covered this on my podcast a while back like the man it's uh it's not even safe to eat fish that often uh that we're getting out of our bays and even even some of the stuff offshore because of pollution or mercury levels or dioxins or whatever you know so it's just uh I, I feel like it's more like look at me i i can i yeah. know i know how to catch fish you know oh, and, and i'm
1: guilty of it when i'm back in the day them stringer shots i'm guilty of it i'm guilty of going to the surf and all over my butt we all caught 10 trout where i'm holding up like six stringers of 60 fish just like, look at me and we're right, all guilty of it dude. back in the day man
2: we're all guilty i think sure. we've all done it and you know yeah. we're learning we're learning as we go and we've we're realizing the evolution. impact it's made on the ecosystem and we're trying to do better you know Right. Oh, no, for sure,
0: man. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, Check out MidwayUSA.com.
1: For sure. If y'all had noticed, uh, well, if you're not watching, it's not, but uh, I threw threw the banners up there. You know, go follow Matt along um, on IG at Empty Underscore Stringers and then the podcast Empty Stringers on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Y'all can find him there and uh, look for his uh, segments on there as well. Get some killer reports from the uh, mid-upper coast.
2: Yes, sir. I really appreciate you having me on, Dustin. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to return the favor and get you over on mine, and we'll sure chat it thing,
1: man. It's always good to spread the love, spread the love, and spread the, well, the you know, when you talk about a passion, you, you're excited about it. I mean, I can talk about fishing. I can just go on and on and on. Oh, know? yeah. And then my wife, she can't stand it when I start rambling, and, or when I get excited about something and I start telling her about it. She's like, I don't have anything. I don't know what you're talking about. What yep. you talking about? i said all these years and you you still know you know some of it i do she says i do
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it just it's you know it, it's just there's there's certain things out there on the water that are just too special and i don't i don't want to lose them you know
2: yeah it's those you, like you said the, those
1: back legs legs is one of them
2: you know it's the shared experience like that's that's what i meant earlier by like hey like i love to bring someone out there and go look Look at that. Yes. Like that's amazing.
1: Or they're right beside you and you're like just sitting there and all of a sudden, hey, there's a redfish like swimming right by me. Watch this. And I just put I just move my rod and drop my lure right in front of BAM right there. And they're like, what was that? Especially people who are like that's never caught a redfish before and never been around it. And they're in a kayak and they're that close to the action.
2: It's a whole different world, man.
1: Oh yeah. It's insane. 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 And it's oh man, I just I could go on and on about it dang killer but yeah alright I hate to we're going to have to cut it short a little bit we got a little bit of a, a a little teacher's party for my wife's school to go to so I just I wanted to get in a quick episode and look at that it's about 45 minutes worth and that's you hit the I, nail
2: on the head my man
1: about what I had to run my mouth a little bit longer and we'll see but just hang tight real quick we're going to roll the outro y'all don't forget to uh, support the companies that support us Wally Rods um, Dubro Fishing and then follow along pal and Finn, go check them out we're on all the podcast platforms through waypoint tv so yeah check them out on the app we got all our shows up on there plenty of stuff uh for everyone so check that out and we're gonna roll this uh, beautiful bean footage right here <laughs> <laughs> hang tight man i'll get back with you after we wrap it up all right brother thank you 10-4 appreciate having you on man you got you got anybody you want to thank or anything like that before i, before I roll this
2: uh i want to thank you man for for okay. uh for working a busy day start. and having me on the podcast and doing the thing i mean it's uh it's uh it's awesome i, I appreciate uh just being able to come on and discuss things that we're passionate about and right fishing and uh, let's do it again there,
1: there's some good stuff in the fishing community friends camaraderie and all that and that's what i like to see so yeah yep. hang tight and we'll catch you next
2: time you got it man
0: Country. Rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern, presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Oh, that's awesome. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience, brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.